Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. All righty. Welcome. Hey, Welcome hey. to the podcast. Howdy, howdy. Check, check. One, two. Check. If we only did a video podcast still <laughs> right now, we're... Uh, we're we're both out of our clerics, our normal. <laughs> Maybe I, no, I'm no, I'm more in my normal your... thing. My hat, my my t shirt, my youth minister look. Yeah, you're, you're here in... like you just got off the golf course or something. Yeah, I did. Just I did got just off get golf. off the golf course. Played super early. It was kind of awesome actually. I woke up at quarter to five today to say mass before I went to go play golf, uh, so I could play at seven twenty five and beat the heat. It was awesome. Meanwhile, Joey's wearing this like really trendy hat with no logo on it. Mm, it has it's a logo just, in the corner. I can't New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey is the logo. New Jersey. The state of New Jersey <laughs> is the logo. This is a gift from my wife. Well, I forgot Go ahead and make state. fun of it. I forgot Go it was ahead. the state. Um. <laughs> okay, Bermuda. <laughs> um, how'd you shoot on the golf course? Pretty good. Pretty good, all things considered. A lot of potential... That was left out there, but it was a solid round, and uh, it was two over on the front, uh, more over on the back. Ended up with an eighty-four. Nice. Nothing, nothing to to cry about. Um, What's kind of interesting to think about? It's in in uh, related to this leadership podcast that we watched as a senior leadership team here at St. Anne's and. Um, there was a talk on just what you think about your own life in a sense of lucky, right? Not like believing in like karma and all that stuff, but just, are you, do you, do you think of yourself as, yeah, I'm a pretty lucky person. Like I'm, uh, uh, things work put, out for me. Yeah. Like, that or, kind of thing. or even just like, you know, I, I replace lucky with blessed privilege whatever word you want to add in there that like yeah blessed that i have a roof over my head i'm but like optimistic instead of pessimistic right which mm. you know is an issue for me yeah um but it was interesting that it was saying like 90 percent of people who actually kind of think they're lucky optimistic at all things being like yeah i didn't do the best at that but i know i got more in me you know like things like that like mm. you starting with golf of well, there was potential. Yeah, I did this well in the front nine. Um, instead of me being like, oh, it was just garbage. It was terrible. <laughs> just right? trash. That 90% of those people. Threw my clubs in the lake. Right, afterwards. who look optimistic and lucky. Um, they, not to be like they make their own luck, but it yeah, really it's is. fulfilling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, what is that dinging? Of a computer. I turned off I, all the I sounds. I have no computers here. You have no computers here. I have no computers right, here. Fine. It can't possibly Whatever. be me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You came from the golf course. I, I abdicated you all. Weren't, you, you weren't actually working. So, anyway. This is my day off, which I sacrificed to oh, here provide go. this podcast. Here we go. A labor of love. Um. So, my wife gave an interesting thing. She said we should ask people to submit topics for another series 
that the Mass oh, series okay. was pretty okay. popular. Yeah, I forgot about the Mass series. <laughs> you do? All nine? <laughs> <laughs> we did nine of them. I don't know, seven, <laughs> nine. It was at least a solid four or five. It felt like nine. Yeah, it uh, it could have been less. But I kept pushing it to be more. Right. I do remember that. She said it would be cool to do a topic of uh, the last four things. Yeah. Yeah. Heaven, hell, death, and judgment. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be judgment then? Heaven, hell? I I don't know. That's the order that I've got. <laughs> or death, judgment, heaven, hell, right? Yeah, if it's chronological. I <laughs> I did it in terms of... Is it even alphabetical? <laughs> no, it's not alphabetical. No, it's not. <laughs> no, D is definitely before D- H. I was like, uh, yes. JK. Yeah, it's okay. all right. Well, there are a few random questions I want to get to today. Obviously, um, you know, I know you're in chill mode here. So in your uh, in your golf outage, uh, got stuff, the backwards so. hat, the sunglasses. Yeah, you're going backwards hat. Look how uh, look who's more relevant now. Uh, Dude, my hat is so relevant. This and, is this is wait, like and what you're drinking like a what, sparkling water, not even San Pellegrino. San Pellegrino with your Haughty golf. sparkling oh water. Oh my gosh! No, I'm I'm wearing my Bermuda hat. Uh, you know how it'll be like est and then give you the date. Mm-hmm. Uh, S established. <laughs> I est. couldn't say, I was, estimado. <laughs> I couldn't think of what it stood for. Um, sixteen oh nine what it says bermuda mm. and i've worn it so much that the front is starting to fray so it's got that cool look yeah had to wash it a couple times this is my laredo hat wear the cassock and then the backwards bermuda cap at laredo the one day laredo hat all right let's <laughs> jump into the questions 30 here hours. first one's pretty easy it's directed towards you no shocker there all right father paul it says question from no name uh, do you think have in some courage? Eng- yeah, ex- exactly. With this question, I'm like, why is somebody remaining anonymous? <laughs> but I don't know. Whatever, Father Paul. Do you think in English another language, or does it switch around? It's a great question. Um, I think in English. Uh, <laughs> when I was next question. <laughs> next question. <laughs> when I was real deep in uh, Italian. There were moments where I found myself speaking in or thinking in Italian, not having to translate. Um, Mm. But I think the most immersed I've ever been into another language was when I went to Middlebury, uh, Middlebury College outside Burlington, Vermont, Mm. and I did modern Hebrew school (laughs) in Vermont, and it was awesome. It they are so good at teaching languages there. It was a seven weeks, I think. Um, where you made a pledge not to use anything but your target language for mm. for everything. Oh, right. This is where you had some very interesting conversations because the majority of people were not Catholic, right? Yeah. So in the Hebrew, so if you make a pledge like that, it means that the only people you can speak to when you're studying modern Hebrew are modern Hebrew <laughs> speakers, uh, which means it's basically just the other students and the teachers. Um, and most of the students of this course were training to be rabbis or biblical scholars or something, but they weren't Catholic. Uh, there was one other, one other Catholic. She was part of the Neocatechumenal Way, which we have here in Dallas. Uh, she was from Poland, and she got really into. I'm trying to think of her name. 
Magdalena, I think was her name, but like she was the only other Catholic. So I ended up celebrating mass in modern Hebrew every day once mm. I got comfortable enough with it. Nice. And I knew it coming in. So this was like a, a more advanced um, deep dive into it. So within the first week, I was able to to celebrate mass in modern Hebrew. Um, and after maybe two weeks, I was able to preach off the cuff in mod- modern Hebrew. Mm. And I had one person <laughs> attending mass every day. It was... It was uh, the the Polish girl. That's awesome. Um, it was a really really cool summer, but there was a point, maybe two weeks in or so, when I dreamed in Hebrew. Uh, I now, dreamed a dream. <laughs> you you've <laughs> which made is it, a Hebrew phrase. You've made it once you uh, have dreamed in Hebrew. Yeah, like you were so immersed, and I've never been immersed in a language like that. You're always you're always backing out for some reason, right? Uh, you know, I'm. Studying Italian, but common life is in English or right. um, calling people in English or whatever. This was just all Hebrew all the time for seven weeks. And uh, yeah, it it was weird the few times <laughs> I called my parents uh, just to right. check in and spoke in English. It was really weird. Like mm. you were that immersed. Um, a really Wait, I thought you cool couldn't thing. use any English. You were allowed to call your family every once in a while, but oh, not okay. abuse it. Not like, not like... You know, every night just right. so I can speak some English. Like, um, hey. So I think I called him twice over the seven weeks. And mm. it was really, really weird to switch back to English. And I've never had that with another language. Right. Last note on this is just fun grammatical note. Structures like... Something I, you don't hear often. Yeah. <laughs> fun Stru- grammatical <laughs> note. Sentence structures like, I dreamed a dream where you use the verb and then the the object as you know derivative from the same verb or whatever mm-hmm. um that's a hebrew thing like uh, walk the walk talk the talk yeah that is nice. a hebrew thing you find it in the bible all the time um and i dreamed a dream actually comes from uh not just les mis <laughs> um but it's a it's a line from the Joseph cycle in the book of Genesis mm. um, when Joseph, you know, he's he's sold out by his brothers and right. sold into slavery. And then he's in in Egypt and then he's interpreting dreams from Pharaoh. And it says, Chalom, which is the word for dream. Chalamti. I or, dreamed a dream. Yeah. Chalom Chalamti or Chalamti Chalom. <laughs> right. It's a lot of ch. So. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> In case um, you were wondering. I love it. I love it. All yeah. right. Next question. Next question. <laughs> I want to know who wrote this question. Since Texas is a former Spanish territory, wouldn't the indult for blue vestments apply to us? Awesome. Wow. I Okay, so I know exactly. What you know who wrote this, uh, I bet. So probably one of your close friends. <laughs> I don't know actually, but so l- let's um, uh yeah, but it's I I love it because the question assumes so much knowledge about it, like but even like, the word indult, right? Yeah. Like of like papal approval, right? It is a, it is a very precisely worded question that I think is great. Um, no, I don't think because it's currently part of the United States. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, wait, what? So, um. Blue vestments, you can find blue Marian vestments in Mexico and Spain. Okay. Um, maybe other former Spanish territories. 
you're talking though like full blue full blue not like, like we blue see, trim yeah not kinda, you not know, just a blues. little bit like what we see during you know lent in purple blue yeah just solid royal blue, blue. royal it's blue like baby blue what are, what are we going here C- north carolina Tarheel blue cerulean <laughs> remember those uh, crayons blue. i don't know if this was do you a say thing. crayon crayon i yeah. do too okay there's yeah. a lot People of texans say crowns, crowns, crowns and cra- yeah that's cranes. ridiculous I also say orange, though. So, anyway, I don't know if this orange, is how it was orange. in okay. Bermuda. You say it with an A on the front. What? Orange. Orange, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm just thinking about this because my kids just went back to school. But I remember in the beginning of new school years when you would get the box of crayons, mm-hmm. like the brand new box, and Crayola used to put out like the... 64 you know and it had the uh it's a pretty big deal like yeah the, the crayon sharpener. sharpener on the back and <laughs> there was like all these weird colors of like instead of just blue or like baby's blue it's like robin's nest egg blue or something you know it's it's like the same people who name paint colors they drive me insane. Why is this, you know, shimmering silver and then the next one is like you know, stardust silver. And then the next one is just like wagon wheel silver. And then like, I'm like, so for the record, I'm not defending any of those particular names that you said, but would you rather just call it silver? Like is the objection against the Yeah, Can it just be different shades of silver? Like dark silver, medium, medium dark silver. How would you name them? Well, I, I feel like in different, all different light, on the hot seat. <laughs> light application things, whether it's, um, you know, things that you don't really use, but like Instagram and different things like that. Even a good example, I have this computer right here, right? Yeah. The one that's making all the noise. Yeah. It wasn't this one. It was that one. Don't worry. I turned it off. Okay. So you have the option here to dim the screen, correct? Correct. This isn't like mid brightness screen and now this is highway brightness screen like this is bright <laughs> this is less bright darker why, why can't it be gray and just like that like brighten it darken it i think you would have to get out no you would always it would have to be like relative you would have to have this whole spectrum of grays and then Someone, placing Placing yourself within. If like, someone which makes kind a of salary, silver. which probably is more than mine, on naming paint, I'm going to be really <laughs> I'm mad. Sure today. They do. I'm sure they <laughs> I'm sure they do. Because it does matter. Like, like I, morning fog. I'm not going to pick morning fog. some lame name silver. Like, I'm going to pick the most. You don't even like, pick your paint colors. <laughs> okay. For you say yes. that, and you're like, have you ever picked a paint color? I have, since being a priest. I have painted since being a priest. I didn't ask if you've painted. Um, have you picked a color for a house you've lived in or an office? I have... Not. Not. <laughs> Once you have... <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. Daystar blue. I'm just like, what is... Why? Ah, well, the daystar is Venus, right? Uh, in the night, and so that's a very sure. particular. How is that related to blue? Well, it's kind of a white blue, and it's got like a Marian connotation if you're thinking theology to. Um, yeah, like Whatever. I can see that blue right now in my mind. 
my mind's eye. Okay, if you could though, <laughs> taking blue out and the question about blue vestments, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, first off, if somebody was visiting, would it be okay for them to wear that color? I don't think so. I think okay. you have to do what the country says. Got uh, it. What the sort of conference of bishops governing that area says. Got it. Not like this is my home tradition. Got it. Not now, that I'm against it. Like, now, is that fine, the same for wearing black at funerals? Black at funerals is part of universal liturgical law. Got so it. thanks for, for touching this like hot button topic. But, uh, yeah, I figured um, I wanted to. But like universally, that's that's one of the liturgical colors is black. Got and it. it can be used for funerals. It can be used for All Souls Day. But people um, kind of get mad. Some people get mad when it's done. There's, I think, I think people get mad when they tell a priest not to. And then he does it anyway and says, well, it's in universal law. Like people, by which I mean bishops <laughs> or pastors, not speaking from personal experience. Right, 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 but, right. But no, it, it is a, I don't know. There's a, there's a thing with funerals where they're searching for a certain identity. Like what is, what are we doing at a funeral, a right. Catholic funeral? Um, because there's a, a big part of it. Okay, so rather than trying to give all possible options, I'll say, this is what I intend to do at a funeral. Okay. Uh, I intend to... Um, you're not saying... Sorry, you're not saying your funeral. No, 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 not... You're, you, this no, is what you intend when I celebrate a funeral, funeral and when I preach, these are my goals. Okay. Um, I want to encourage people to pray for the person who has passed away right and to unite their own sufferings like to take this this occasion mm -hmm. of experiencing mortality and considering our own mortality uh, to bring them to deeper conversion and unite themselves together with the passion of christ that we celebrate at the mass um i know it sounds complicated right the way i said it but like basically this is a chance uh, for us to grow in faith in the power of the resurrection by uniting ourselves together with Christ and with mm. each other in prayer. The second thing that I try and encourage people to do at the funeral is to really like give them permission to mourn and to grieve. Right. I think especially in our culture we have a, a tendency to want to want to move past that. Yeah. Um and yeah. it's a it's a human thing. We need to do that, and there is an appropriate grieving right. in the light of the, the the hopeful expectation of um, living with God forever in heaven. Right. Um, now, against that sort of theological backdrop, um, I think black can be an okay color to wear at funerals. Uh, I think it can, but it can also intimidate people. Which mm -hmm. is, I think, why why we can shy away from it. And if you see a funeral as as a celebration of life, um, then black seems really inappropriate, right? Instead of the the white vestments, even purple vestments, which you're allowed to wear, um, seem kind of inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen it done? Purple? Yeah, I think I've worn them at for Saint, a funeral at Saint Anne. I think oh, so. Really? Well, I'm not outing myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, you get an official letter of reprimand tomorrow. <laughs> I, like, I think it's okay. I, um. 
Or? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, um, but, but yeah. I think that's I, the I, distinction, though, right? Is And it, I, I don't know if you decide as the priest, like, where is this person coming from, right? Just right. from sharing our personal experience with um, a more sudden tragic death, right, mm-hmm. of our daughter. Yeah, like, yeah. we were, like, we... Ha- we're blessed with 16 days, right? It, it, 16 days of her life, like blessed us for the better and made us different people. And we are like, we want to celebrate that. And she is in such a better place. And I, you know, I need to always be reminded to, you know, continually pursue the Lord and live the holiest life here so I can see her again. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so to me, um, I don't know if if Father Edwin, who presided at that funeral, was like, I prefer to wear black. I don't know if I would have been like, no. But to me, the white vestment was more fitting, just of similar of. Yeah, with the circumstances. Right. But some are like, no, we're in deep grieving, this unexpected loss. Mm -hmm. And I could see the same emphasis for black. Right? Yeah. But you don't want to base it on the person's. Like, well, you kind of demeanor, you kinda right? Do, well, or do you? So it is important to meet people where they're at, mm-hmm. right? It's a cliche way of saying it, but it, it's true. Like, um, and to sort of read a situation and th- for things that you have power to, to sort of choose, to choose the one that seems most appropriate. I think that is important. And that that's a real freedom that we're given uh, right. in the liturgy. Not to go outside the, I can't wear green, um, but if the church says white, purple, violet, and black um, are the three colors that can be chosen, like one of them's not better than the other necessarily, but it is important to put some thought into it. I just, there's, there's a thing that I've been thinking about with, so we'll talk about the Catholic both and sometimes, um, when it comes to to theology or when it comes to our spiritual life, but right. it's it's also true sort of how we approach tragedies. Uh, mm. That there's a real Catholic both and, like we shouldn't minimize the depths of suffering right in the tra- tragedy uh, because we have the promise of the resurrection right. Um, yeah, you don't negate the grief. Right. Yeah. And you don't want somebody to say like, oh, yeah, I'm not grieving because they're in heaven, you know, or what? It, right? right. Like, it's like, no, that's not healthy either. Yeah. Like you have to go into the grief and you have to face it. But you're also not facing it alone. Mm. Like it's not only the darkness. Right. Um, and so that's what I mean by the both end. Like the light of Christ is so brilliant against the darkness. Yep. Um, but if you if you can never look at the darkness, um, then I think you're diminishing like the power of his light as well. Mm. So, so f- f- coming from that perspective, like I do kind of like what black vestments communicate. They say, we're not afraid of the darkness. Right. Um, now whether somebody's going to get that message, whether that's like the pastorally appropriate thing, <laughs> they're just going to be like kind of confused. The yeah, whole time. Yeah. But let me guess you want black vestments at your funeral. Uh, I haven't really thought of it, but okay. You just strike like, yeah. me as somebody who's like, "Oh yeah, I want that." But yeah. can the person request that? 
think they, so. They, they stand like, on no I ground, right? It. If the pastor or whoever says no, I don't. I don't know. Um, I mean, I've certainly heard of people like writing that in their will, and you Being know, like, I, oh, I, I want I the mass to be this way or leaving instructions. Right. I don't know how binding it is, and I'm not trying to be dismissive right, of, right, right. of anything. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know. I've never been in a situation as a priest where somebody had specific instructions that I thought were uh, inappropriate somehow right. uh, for their funeral. Now, if somebody like wanted a, an eagle's blanket to be laid over the coffin um, in the <laughs> place of a be, funeral, Paul, they would be a holy person. Like, <laughs> it's like I I would put up a huge fight. I think as a priest and say like right. like you can't. You know, the funeral pall symbolizes, that goes over the coffin, symbolizes being clothed in Christ. Right. And, for the, like, do you want to be clothed in the eagles eternally? Um, it just mean. so So that kind of thing, like, yeah. But if if somebody said uh, black vestments, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably have to kind of check what the culture right. of the place was like. So that's interesting, though, that you just brought that up. If you were wearing... A black vestment. Would the Paul color change? I think ideally it would. Okay, because and I was going to say, go into that I, as that soon as you said it, I was just like, "But that doesn't make sense. Joey's why got a would gotcha you have? Moment. Why would you have a white Paul while you're wearing black vestments and the white is symbolizing like you know entering into the new, like yeah. the same as your baptismal garment, right? White. Yeah, I do think I've seen Pauls that match the. The sort of liturgical color. Cool. So I think you do that. Maybe my. You think anyone owns a black Paul? Hundred percent. I know people own black Pauls in the diocese of Dallas. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Do you? Um, okay. So here's a fun little like one-off. Okay. And I know you okay. love these types of questions. Is it a hypothetical? Hypothetical oh, my question. Favorites. Yeah, I know you live for these. I have longed. What uh, of, I'm not talking the blue with, uh, let's include the blue for this okay. question. Okay. The blue's included. Include the and blue. With the impro- and with the approved colors, right? Liturgical vestment colors. Mm-hmm. If you, it was like, hey, Father Paul, we are like, we're starting with a new vestment color. You have to pick a color that's not <laughs> currently being used. What, and it can't be like, oh, I want lime green. You know, like it can't be a shade off of a current color used. Okay. So you have to pick a new color. What is that color that you would want in the vestment rotations? I'm going to make a lot of enemies with this. Burnt orange. Nice. <laughs> Both my parents went to UT. (laughs) Burnt burnt orange. Every Aggie right now (laughs) is like, like, turn it off. (laughs) That's it. We're done. What what do they do when they get mad? They, uh, Oh, they hiss. Have you ever been hissed at at mass? I've never been hissed at. I'm also not, not diehard for, I didn't grow up here. No. uh, So I'm just backing away from that. That was more of a bit that I was doing. Don't hate me. But you really... I mean, if you had to choose one team over another, UT or A and M, 
Oh yeah, I would. I would choose UT. Yeah, actually, me too. I, me I too. am. Uh, I know we just lost a lot of listeners. Yep, that, that was pretty much all. All our listeners. All, <laughs> besides I'll, our I'll moms, root, our root for the Aggies. Uh, over non-Texas teams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But if they're playing each other, yeah, UT. Hundred mm. percent. There you go. Not saying it's a better Catholic school. Okay, enough qualifications. Okay. <laughs> it's not a Catholic school at all. Okay, <laughs> you don't have to say it's a better Catholic school because it's not Catholic. Don't get me started. Okay. Anyway, um, last but not least, uh, one other question uh, came in that I just, I really like the sentiment behind it. It says, Joey and Father Paul, my question is relatively specific, but I feel applicable to other young adults. As someone who has had a reconversion during college, Mm -hmm. I find it very hard going home and practicing my faith fully since my parents do not have all the same beliefs as me. Do you have any advice for college students in the same situation? Also, do you advise for evan- what would you advise for evangelization in the household? Thanks. Mm, yeah. um, I love this. I struggled a lot with this on net. Not that like grew up cradle Catholic. My parents were, you know, and still are Catholic. Um, you know, and we did more than the average Catholic. Like we would pray a rosary sometimes together, things like that, right? Um, but when you've had a deep, intimate conversion with the Lord, um, it just kind of takes you to another level. And then all of a sudden you are struggling with how we're talking, how we're gossiping, how we're sharing about mm-hmm. people, how, you know, like... What uh, we watch. What we watch, What you know, yeah, what we... Uh, how we treat the mass, the sacraments, all those things. And so um, I remember this specifically from Net, and I'm not great at doing it, but I just, I'll toss this out and then I'll toss it to you is, um, I believe that your family's going to come to know the Lord in the same way that you did through probably not yelling, talking down to them, like preaching at them, uh, acts of love towards them and like that servant leadership of just being like, okay, I can remove myself if they're, you know, talking inappropriate, gossiping, doing that. Um, but instead it'd be like, Hey, why don't you go and said, take out the trash, do the dishes, like doing service and love and showing them something has changed in me Mm -hmm. and being an example of that change. Um, I never personally got anywhere or heard people get anywhere by just being like, hey, guys, you all need to change. I'm better because that's what they hear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so toss that out. Um, I know that doesn't help a ton practically. It's like, what do you do? Love them greatly, <laughs> right? Um, I think it is a lot of dying to self, and I think that's why they say it's the hardest place is like to go home, you know, when you've yeah. changed. So, No, I, I think that's actually really good advice. Um, it You sound a little surprised. <laughs> you're like i actually this one time i mean thing. <laughs> like can, can we just can we just stop for a minute and acknowledge like that was that was actually pretty good advice oh my goodness every once in a while every once in a while come through okay go yeah. ahead yeah um so one thing that i want to add is that uh, if you're talking about parents in particular mm. um but I guess also just family that you have lived with for a long time, like they have a really long perspective on 
who you are. And so, like, that's that's both hard, I think, going back home, being like, I'm different now. Right. Um, why isn't everyone else different, too? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think that's really important to take into the equation. Um, just, like, slow down. Um, yeah. If God wants... Okay, so uh, a couple other sort of sort of just like quick, uh, I guess, almost maxims. Um, first is that he uses us as his instruments for his gospel, um, but we're not the the sort of owners of that timeline. Um, right. We we're able to do what is given to us. And it's not always given to us to be the one um, to bring the gospel into your family um, because of what Joey said and because of what I said. Like the perspective is so long, it might be hard to take you seriously as somebody who's really, really different. Um, And, okay, so, but that doesn't mean give up either. Yeah. Right? Um, So I would say, First would be um, living as if you really are different, which is which is just reiterating what Joey said. Like like doing acts of love to show them that something has changed. Yeah. Um, that's 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 bearing a, a powerful witness to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, the second would be actually would be fasting for them mm. um and obviously not in a showy way and it might be kind of <laughs> kind of hard if you're home and if you're like college student come back home now eating meals with the family again yeah um that's not what i'm talking about like right. like oh i can't eat that i'm fasting for you <laughs> um i'm fasting for your conversion <laughs> but there's some i've i've seen some really beautiful examples of what it looks like for um, families to come to a, a a really deep conversion, um, through somebody offering a real sacrifice for them. So like like yeah. praying for them, bearing witness through your actions as well, um, and being ready to give a response for the an account of the hope that you have within you. What first verse is that? First Thessalonians five sixteen. I thought it was first Peter, whatever. Oh, first Peter three fifteen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> so like those things, but there's also this kind of secret sauce, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, of, of really offering a, a sacrifice for them. Um, and you can do that when you're not around in preparation for you going back. Um, and I think that's a way of, of like, of not, not giving up, Right. Yeah. Uh, but turning towards the Lord and saying, like this, this gift has to come from you. Yeah. And to whatever degree you want me to be directly involved in that, right? Like I want to make myself available. Uh, right. But if it's not been given to me to be the one um, to like speak the word and then just hearts change, like right. I'm going to participate in your work this way. Yeah, because I know that this is what you want, right? That all people come to know and to love you, 
I heard a testimony from Father Dave Pavanka, who's the president of Franciscan University. He also goes around. He does the Wild Goose series. Um, just great speaker. Uh, and he talked about on his 30th birthday, I believe it was. Maybe it was his 40th. He started at that time doing a yearly fast every year. So from 30 to 31, like he fasted from this thing. And it was all for his brother's conversion. Mm -hmm. um, and did a year-long fast of like, yeah, this year is going to be, you know, chocolate this year is going to be beer this year is going to be i don't know sleeping in a bed you know like and so it doesn't also have to be food related right we don't want you coming down the stairs in a sackcloth you know like and being like i'm right. fasting for you but you know there's a lot of ways uh we can also um offer up sacrifice uh um and for them one of them let me just go on kind of a a hobby horse is that what they call it for yeah, a minute ta a tangent go ahead <laughs> a tangent um but so let me back up for a minute and just say uh, a pet peeve slash a thing that has just been on my mind recently a lot mm -hmm. um, is the way we approach uh, the mass as merely a time to receive the Eucharist. Reception mm -hmm. of the Eucharist is super important. Right. And I'm not diminishing that at all. Right. But there is also more to the mass. And I, I think sometimes we can see it in kind of like a, just skip to the end kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and we can miss a real opportunity to, to offer ourselves together with that sacrifice. Right. Which is like, that's, that's the point. Mm -hmm. um, we unite ourselves to the offering of Jesus to the father. Right. Um, and there are specific moments during the mass when you can do that in a powerful way, uh, silently, <laughs> yeah. but like really intentionally. The offertory, when most people are just kind of spacing out, or if the song is good, maybe singing. Mm -hmm. um, like the offertory is one of those things. That's when, when you're preparing the sacrifice um, to be offered. And so we can prepare ourselves, and that includes our intentions. And that's that's mm. like that's where I want to bring it back to, yeah. to our, our topic at hand is is do we do we have an intention that we bring to the mass? And that we offer along with ourselves. Right. Um, maybe that could be for your brother. And you could say, something I'm going to do every day or every time I attend Mass this year um, is to offer myself with Christ to the Father for his sake. Mm. For the sake of his conversion. Or whoever it is. Parents, whatever. Yeah. Um, like, there, there's a... Powerful. Yeah. yeah. Powerful. Yeah. We actually have a lot to do, and sometimes we feel powerless, um, but I think that's always a call to turn towards Christ mm -hmm. and and see, like, how God's power actually does work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to say, here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. Boom. <laughs> Great stuff. Um you know, next time, I, I want your thoughts on the whole, uh, the Sean Watson suspension. Oh, we got yeah. to talk gotta get about that. There's coming uh, back I here. Just, you know, not to minimize, hey, Lord, I come to do your will. <laughs> and now yeah. we want to talk about sports. There is a bug attacking my face. Okay. He named me. That's how you say it in <laughs> Hebrew. Here um, I am. Here I am. Uh, behalf of Joey Scansella, Father Paul Bechter, make sure to reach out. Uh, Prodigal and the priest at gmail.com or saintamparish.org slash PTP. I want to say take care. God bless. <laughs>